0: It was the winter of 1979 when I made my first move to Los Angeles, California. I was 24 years old and so excited about getting out there to jumpstart what I thought was my career in the music industry. And at this time, I wasn't writing songs, but that didn't matter to me at that time. You see, I was just so excited about getting out there and on my own and doing my own thing in Hollywood. Back then, I had all kinds of exciting ideas on how I was going to break into the music business, right, without any direction or leads to help make that happen for me. Man, then when reality smacked me right in my face and said, girl, slow your roll, okay, okay, in a matter of speaking. You need to just fall in line with so many of the other millions of people that has come before you and is trying to make it in this business just like you. Because they're here to try to make their dreams come true just as well. In other words, after that rude introduction to the city I knew early on that I was in for a bumpy ride down the road. And boy, was I ever. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Talented? You've got my attention. I'm your girl, Ingram E.S., coming to you with bright eyes and big dreams. Oh, boy. Needless to say, That quickly faded, and reality showed me what the game really looked like. It was a rough start for me in the beginning, middle, and the end of my first go-round in L.A. To make a long story short, in the beginning, my first two months there, I stayed with three men in a studio apartment. One of the gay guys was my dear friend, and his lover brought his straight friend on you know, before I came on. The lovers slept on the mattress that they laid down and picked up every night, every day and night on the floor. The straight guy took the sofa and they gave me two big pillows to sleep on on the floor. Now, somehow, I managed to sleep on those two big pillows on the floor. Oh, my God. To this day, I thank God that that experience was short-lived. Back then, hell, we were all just trying to make it, right? Now, during the middle time for which I was in LA, I finally got my own apartment with a female friend. And shortly after we moved in, we were robbed. We believe it was one of the the neighbors who saw us bringing up our furniture and things one day, and they decided to break into our place while we were out, you know, for that day. I think we were gone to the beach or something. Not to mention the fact that a few months after that, I was almost attacked by an intruder who forced his way into the apartment when my roommate was out. To say that that was frightening would be an understatement. I thank God for the telephone ringing that day. It was my saving grace that spared my life. Because in that moment, the intruder got scared and left. Because I picked up the phone, even though it was a wrong number. You know, because that's what the, the caller, you know, told me. But I just played it off, and I told the caller, you know, I just kind of said, okay, well, come on home. You know, you're coming now? All right, I'll see you in a few minutes. (laughs) Man, you talk about thinking fast, you know, something of that nature. In any event, it worked, because he quickly left after that. And as the end of my stay in L.A., my roommate and I decided to go our separate ways and let the the apartment go for very different reasons. We stayed there for about nine months trying to make it work. We got along, but we just kept having one mishap after another. And I just like felt like this is not working out, you know. And and I truly agreed with her. But the only difference was when we did break up and went our separate ways. She had stayed with her with her lover at the time, and I I didn't have anyone so. I found myself homeless for the first time in my life. Yes, I was homeless for about six months. I you know leaned on one friend after another who was putting me up anywhere from two months to three months to two weeks to three weeks, you know at a time, and uh that really got you know old and uncomfortable and it was. It it put a strain on my relationships with some of my friends, you know, until I came across, fortunately, my own apartment. Six months later, I did come into my own apartment. Now, unbeknown to me, (laughs) the end was in sight, but I just didn't realize it at the time. Because once I got into my new apartment, my thinking was, you know, wow, I could finally get settled and get situated and, you know, start to live my life and pursue my dream. But nothing really manifested for me there either. It just never really got any better. I never could get my furniture into my place due to financial struggles. Um, It was just a continuous, you know, struggle after another. I lost my job shortly after I moved into the apartment. And then after I lost my job, my very last paycheck was stolen. Okay. And so now I had no income coming in to even pay my rent. Oh boy. I started scrambling, trying to figure out how to Rob Peter to pay Paul, kept putting the landlord off. You know, every time I talked to my family, you know, some things I shared with them and some things I didn't. And uh, my mother, of course, was very concerned, like any mother would. But lots of the things that I was trying to, to um, let her know that it wasn't as bad as it really was. But I think my mother had, like, <laughs> her own little mother wit and that instinct, and she knew that I was not really doing that well. So one day, you know, she took the liberty of coming down to L.A., right? I had no idea she was coming to L.A. And I had been, you know, managing. I did manage to get a little part-time job. I think I was working at the Chinese Groman Theater at the time, you know, just making minimum wage. I mean, it was barely you know, enough to pay my rent, let alone anything else. And so um, I pretty much had my meals at the theater. You know, I bought, ate my dinner, lunch and dinner there at the movie theater. And so I... um would go home, and I managed to get me a bed only from a neighbor who lived in the apartment complex who was throwing their old mattress out. So I decided to use their mattress, and I was like, ew, it wasn't all that kosher, to say the least. But um, it was a rough experience, and I really didn't have anyone else to lean on. My my best friend, who allowed me to stay in his apartment with his lover, and the straight guy, you know, um, I come to learn that his lover stole my check because they mailed my check to his house. Well, it's a whole other story. Anyhow, he, he kept my check. So that was hell in itself, and naturally it divided. It came between me and my, my dear friend. So I was out there all by myself, you know. Anyhow, I turned my 26th birthday there, and it was pretty somber. It was no big to-do. Because once again, I was by myself. And I think one of the girls in the neighborhood came over and just had a drink with me, you know, uh, and celebrated my birthday. And then we went, I got through the holidays. Somehow, I don't even know what kind of Christmas that was. But a couple of months after that, my mother was at my door. She sure was. She and her friend... Knocked on my door one morning and said, Sharon, get your stuff together. Come on, you going back home with me. And I was like, what? Hold up. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, whoa. And at the same time, I realized, Sharon, really, what are you arguing over? You know, look at your struggle for the last two years. I mean, I was really, you know, had been beat down. (laughs) I I was really at my point, my breaking point. So I really couldn't argue with my mother. And in a way, I looked at it after the fact as another saving grace because I was really being threatened in that apartment of of getting put out anyway because I was so behind on my rent. So it was just a terrible time for me. And so my first experience in L.A., needless to say, it was a lot to be desired. <laughs> All right? And with that being said, I'm going to leave you with the song that kind of surmised what I was feeling or described what I was going through at that time. And it goes like this. Mama, you know me. I'm not the kind of girl that would do that. Because Papa would scold me. If
1: he felt I brought him any disrespect, come on, sister, support me. I really need to
0: know you've got my back, cause my brothers are bored me. In the middle of the dream, I
1: screamed, Who am I? Where am I? How can I belong? In this place I can't embrace. This kind of rat race along. Who am I? flight back home
0: Alright, we're going to take a break at this time. Now we'll be right back on the other side, so don't go nowhere. Thank you so much for staying with us. Now, I'd like to move forward a couple of years later to 1983. I'm 28 years old when I decided to return to Los Angeles to try my luck once again to pursue a career in the music business for the second time around. For me, Motown had it all, said it all, did it all, and I couldn't wait. It was just my dream to someday to be a part of it all. And I dedicate this song to Motown. Motown Records, because they are the ones who had the biggest influence on me as a little girl coming up, listening to all of these great artists and producing all this amazing music. But before I go into the story, let me share with you a song Motown inspired in me. Because the artists there... They were my muse. And this song, I think, says it all about how they influenced me over the years. And then later, I'll tell you more about how Faith brought Michael Jackson and myself together for a moment in time. And one of which I will never forget. And the song goes like this. It's entitled, That Was The Way It Was.
1: Motown was a happening sixty scene. Everybody in the neighborhood did
0: some things. There were groups starting out that was so cool. They sung songs that was too good to be true. They made us fall in love with baby love. We even danced in the street to motheries. Nobody never
1: had a care. They just wanted to hear, I'll be there. That was the way it was back then growing up as kids. That was the way it was A family of friends we couldn't wait to buy Their latest hit War We
0: knew we were in a ball of confusion The temptations we encountered kept us on the run But old Smokey had the miracles to calm us down It's sock hops to do hops put out by
1: Motown They made us fall in love with baby love. We even danced in the street to Martha Reed's. Nobody never had a care. They just wanted to hear, Got to be there. Cause that was the way it was Back then growing up as kids. That was the way it was A family of friends We couldn't wait to buy Their latest hits Well, all right.
0: I hope you liked the song. We're going to take a break at this time, and we'll be right back on the other side to uh, go into the story on how I met Michael Jackson himself. So please stay tuned with us. Well, all right. Now, welcome back. Yeah, so a friend of mine that I worked with offered me to live with her and her family. She had a spare bedroom at their house, and so I decided to take her up on that. And I I rented this room out from her her and her father. And uh, I stayed there for back... For approximately three years, I think, and because it just worked out for me, you know, they liked me, I liked them. It it just everything was a uh, a great fit. So about after a year of me being there, you know, I caught up with my old friend once again, who I did, you know, um, finally straighten everything out with him that happened with me and his lover. A couple of years prior you know because we were good friends and so he and I you know reunited in Los Angeles and one night he just happened to call me and asked me if I wanted to go out and at that time I was really just pretty low key I wasn't trying I wasn't doing anything in particular and he was telling me about this big party that was going on across town that a lot of celebrities was going to be there, right? And then he mentioned Michael Jackson. He said, you want to go to this party? You know where Michael Jackson's going to be at? And I'm like, what? You know, yeah, right, type thing. That was my attitude. So anyhow, he, you know, explained it a little bit more and told me who all was going to be there, started dropping these names and whatnot, you know, and what time it was going to start. And it was at, it was held at the Hollywood... Palladium, I think that's what it was in Hollywood, of course. And, um, yeah, so now when he starts to drop all these names, it was like Marvin Gaye, the um, Village People, the Pointer Sisters, um, you know, Michael Jackson, of course. And he even mentioned, um, I think he said. Jane Fonda, you know, just dropping names. And then now you he piques my interest, right? Well of course the moment he said Michael Jackson, I was already in. But when do you want me to be ready? And where is it at? Are you want me to meet you there? Are you picking me up or what? So immediately, you know, I started to prepare for this outing, right? Of course I was still in disbelief that I was gonna go and see Michael because at this time I think Michael had just did his album uh, Thriller like a year or two prior he had just done Thriller I don't even think it was that old but I, I I think it was within that year and so naturally he had that had took him to a whole nother height right and uh, because videos were new then and it came out on MTV. And um, so people saw Michael on a whole nother level at that point. And so anyhow, we went to this party and I called myself dressing all up and, you know, just ready, you know, to meet this young man. And we were there for, I don't know, maybe approximately an hour or so. And then they made an announcement and the place was packed, right? It was jam packed. And um, we heard an announcement over the intercom that said, would anyone in the house would like to take a picture with Michael Jackson to come up these stairs and just line up here and you'll have your photo with him. You'll have a moment with him to uh take a picture. Now, they didn't have to announce that but one time. <laughs> the ladies, and even some of the guys, but primarily it was the ladies, rushed to that staircase, you know, because he was at the top with Jane Fonda and a couple of other artists, you know, uh, sitting around and whatnot, I guess just socializing and looking at the crowd. And a lot of photographers were up there and and everything. And so all these people got on this staircase waiting for their turn to take a picture with Michael. Now, I don't know what was the the main, you know, thing that people talked about or if they talked about anything in particular or what other time that they were given. But I knew once I got up there, I had to stand out. I had to be hopefully memorable or say something that would just stick. I didn't know what to say, really. But um, yeah, so my nerves started to get the, the best of me, right? And my friend told me, to just go on, just go on, get in line. So I got in line, and I waited, and I anticipated, and my nerves was just on edge. I couldn't believe I'm getting ready to meet this young man, you know, this superstar. And so sure enough, When it was like two girls in front of me, I thought to myself, Sharon, say something that is going to stick with him or do something, say something so you could stand out from the rest of these billions of girls in this damn room. (laughs) I was like, shoot, think and talk about trying to be thinking fast on my feet. I, I don't know. My mind was really just racing. So anyhow, when it was my turn, to step up to Mr. Michael Jackson. Oh, Lord! (laughs) My knees must have quivered. I don't know. But anyhow, when I approached him, um, him and Jane Fonda was there. And she looked at me and, and she said, Oh, she's tall, you know. And I was like, well, thank you, I guess, you know. And they shook my hand and I... I hugged Michael. I I didn't want no handshake. I hugged him. And then he looked at me. He says, I like your outfit. Oh, I'm like, really? This thing? This old thing? No. (laughs) It was just a magical moment. And then um, he said, you know, would you like to take a picture with us? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I asked him, you know, they said, well, you have to stoop down because I was so tall. Well, I shouldn't say I was so tall. I must have been, I don't know, an inch, an inch and a half taller than Michael, and I was certainly taller than Jane Fonda. And so anyhow, um, they told me to stoop down, and I took the picture. It was the three of us, and then some lady that I didn't know who she was, was got into the picture, and she was behind us. And anyhow, after the picture, I said to him, Um... Would you like to dance with me? You know, and he looked at me and he hesitated and he said, yes. Oh, God, I was shocked. I said, I would love to dance with you, Michael. And, of course, he, the security came up between us and said, no, 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 no. In other words, girl, get your behind on down them stairs. Shoot, like the rest of them women. So, yeah, security wasn't having it. When I asked that man to would he dance with me for a split second, you know, I was truly on cloud nine, especially when he said sure or yes or something to that effect. I can't quite remember, but I know that he agreed and yet we couldn't. Do anything like that, plus it was a whole nother string of girls on the staircase still waiting to you know to meet them and uh take their picture with them so in that moment, I had to you know hang back for i don't know two or three minutes for the picture to develop, and then they gave you your picture and you went on downstairs and I tell you after that experience, I probably floated. Downstairs, I don't even know how I got downstairs. The next thing I knew, the rest of the people in that place, they were like invisible to me. I was on cloud nine and just, I can't even describe the euphoria, you know, that I was having. Um... Yeah, that was truly a magical night, and I couldn't thank thank my friend enough. I told him over and over and over again how much I appreciated that invite and enjoyed myself immensely. Um, And I can say, fast forward, ladies and gentlemen, what, 40 years later, almost, close to it, I still have that photograph to this day, not to mention the fact that I've shared it with <laughs> damn near everybody I know, and I will still share it to this day but yeah i um I met my my idol, you're talking about not just a star, not any old average you know entertainer. I met the Michael Jackson, and I'll never forget it. So that's my story, ladies and gentlemen. Well, all right. And on that note, we're going to take a break at this time, and we'll be right back on the other side with some closing thoughts. So please stay with us. Well, thank you so much for staying with me. And I must say, at this time around in L.A., was a mock improvement from the first time. I guess it's true what they say, timing is everything, right? And throughout the remaining time I stayed at my friend's house, I grew more and more into my craft as an artist. I began to take private piano lessons, voice lessons, and acting lessons. I started hanging out with one of my other female friends who was also a singer. She and I enjoyed going around town singing at different clubs that had an open mic. They call that open mic night. This was a popular thing younger singers did around L.A. Whenever there was a club that had an open mic night, it allowed you to showcase your talent and gain experience with a live audience. I just thought it was a wonderful Um, platform for, you know, up-and-coming singers and artists at that time. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I met some great artists during that whole experience. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us this week. I hope you enjoyed my demo songs as well as my face-to-face introduction to my idol, Michael Jackson. I think I'll mark this particular episode as special in my collection because that's how I will always value that experience. And on that note, thank you so much for tuning in and sharing your time with me today. If you'd like to reach me, or leave a comment or have a question, please don't hesitate to contact me via email, which is ingrames2021pc at gmail.com. Or you can like me on Facebook and or always reach me on Instagram. And in full disclosure, all material and content on this episode is copywritten 2021. All rights reserved. Now don't forget to tell those naysayers out there our hashtag. Don't hate me because I'm talented. Celebrate me because I am.